grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is the Gospel of Luke, which you heard just a few moments ago. Dear friends in Christ, what is your reaction to God's law when it is spoken or it is preached on Sunday morning? What is your reaction to it? Do you think, I did pretty good this week, I did okay? Or do you think, yikes, fell down flat this week, I deserve to go to hell? I tell you the truth, if you think you did okay, you did not. You once again fell short of the glory of God. You are a damnable, despicable, deplorable, depraved, debauched sinner. And when the law is preached with its teeth, it is thus. You deserve God's temporal and eternal punishment. You deserve it. You earned it. Upon hearing this, you can react in one of two ways. Your heart can break that you are a sinner deserving of hell. Or you can look to the preacher and think, I would like to break your neck. You are not as bad as you say that I am. In the Old Testament lesson, we see Ezra open the book of the law of Moses in the presence of the people. It has been a while since they have heard the law, so Ezra reads it, and the people answer, Amen, Amen, lifting their hands up to heaven, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The reading continues, they read from the book from the law of God clearly, and they gave sense so that the people understood the reading. What happens once they get it? The scripture records, for all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Once they got it, they were heartbroken. Although this is what the law is supposed to do, the historical pattern of preaching in the Old Testament does not garner this kind of response from God's people in the scriptures. In the Old Testament, God sends prophets, mighty in word and in deed, to his beloved people. And his beloved people gladly hear the words that call them to repentance, the words that call them back to the Lord, right? Nope. Nobody, nope, 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 with a sprinkling of nope on top of it. A constant rejection of God's word by the people of God in the Old Testament. Then God sends his prophet to fulfill all prophecy. His own son, Jesus, who we see in the synagogue this morning. And what's the first sermon that he preaches from Isaiah? The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim a year of the Lord's favor. Jesus quotes the prophet Isaiah, and what a portion to read. The passage that proclaims God's awesome and staggering promises, liberation by God from the bondage of sin, sickness, and Satan. Recovery of sight for the blind, both physical and spiritual, to send the broken ones away in release. A time when all is set right again. And after reading this good news, Jesus sits down and says, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. People are pleased. Great sermon. But do they get it? Jesus is saying this. He's saying, I am the one. I am the one whom God anointed with the Spirit. I am the one who fulfills this prophecy. I am the one whom the prophets foretold. Jesus is revealing to them, giving them an epiphany. Today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. The day of salvation for sinners, long foretold by the prophet Isaiah, is here. I am he. As the truth of what he is saying dawns on the congregation that he is claiming to be the Savior. 
things go south. It is one thing for Jesus to read from the scroll of Isaiah and the promises of the Messiah contained therein. But it's another thing altogether that Mary's boy from just down the road to claim that he is the Messiah. So Jesus calms things down, right? Nope. He reminds them of the history of the people of God. Elijah was sent to a congregation of two in a pagan city of Zarephath because the people of Israel would not have him. And in Elisha's time, Israel was filled with lepers. And Elisha was sent elsewhere to Naaman, the most hated foreign Syrian general, because Israel would not have him. And the people are furious, saying, How dare you, Jesus? How dare you bring up the truth of the history of our people? No Messiah would do such a thing. Too far, Jesus. Too far. Now this Jesus who claims to be the Messiah must be eliminated. Oh, they want Isaiah's prophecy fulfilled. They want the year of the Lord's favor, just not by this guy, not by the son of Joseph. To the cliffs then. The people in their rage take Jesus to the edge of town to a cliff where they plan to kill him. What do Jesus' kinsmen do differently with Jesus that the people of Israel did with the prophets of old? Nothing. The trouble is the truth. Jesus spoke it, and it's the same truth that got him to the cross. Only in his hometown is a prophet without honor. Jesus points out the obvious. The Midianite Jethro and his daughters welcome Moses with open arms, while the people of Israel arm themselves with stones. Nineveh repents in sackcloth and ashes when Jonah comes a-preaching. Well, back at home, the liturgy in Israel is rendered in front of golden calves. A Gentile widow eats with Elijah while God's people goes hungry. And Naaman, the Syrian, gets baby soft skin in exchange for leprosy while the Israelites rot away in theirs. The hometown crowd is not happy with Jesus when Jesus points out the obvious, their sin and their sinful history. So what happens on Sunday here when that boring old liturgy is once again in your face? I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart or my neighbor as myself. Are you thinking, yeah, yeah, I've said this before, blah, 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 I am a sinner. Hey, Maybe you're thinking, let's do something different. Let's do something exciting. Let's forget this confession business. Better yet, let's forget that third commandment altogether. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. I don't despise the word of God. I just have a busy schedule to keep. Or maybe we break that one. But we would never take Jesus out of town to a hill and kill him. But we did. That is what sin is. We took him to another hill called the skull. We caught up with Jesus in Jerusalem. And there we sinners killed him. How do you like the law now? What is your reaction to it? I can tell you this. I don't like it one bit. My heart says enough. Because it's the truth. I killed him. The meek and mild lamb of God was pinned to the cross for my sins. He was crucified for yours. Jesus starts his sermon from Isaiah in the name of the triune God. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me. God the Father anointed God the Son 
with God the Holy Spirit. And he quote, closes this quote in Isaiah with the absolution. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim a year of the Lord's favor. I tell you, hearing the law is a heartbreaker. But Jesus quotes Isaiah 61 where it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. How? By forgiving you all of your sins and taking you out from under the thumb of the law. Jesus died to set at liberty those who are oppressed by sin. He came in the flesh to keep the law perfectly for your sake. He died on the cross for your sins and for your sake. He gives you the Holy Spirit and his name in the waters of baptism for your sake. He was forsaken for your sake. When the law is heavy on your heart and you say enough, Christ has already said, it is finished. He says, I have taken all of your sin and I have made it mine. All of your sin paid for in blood, the blood of the Lamb. All your sin washed away in the waters of your baptism. All those promises foretold by Isaiah are fulfilled in Jesus this very day in your hearing. You are forgiven. Free from sin, free from death, free from the power of the devil, freed by the death of Christ and promised eternal life in his resurrection. Do not mourn and do not weep, for this is the Lord's holy day to proclaim to you that you are set free. Today when you leave this place, go your way, knowing your sins are forgiven and salvation is sure in the one who came for you. Jesus who lived for you, died for you, rose for you, called you to be his own in the waters of baptism, absolves you of your sin for his own name's sake, and gives you his body and his blood to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of sins and strengthening of your faith unto life everlasting. It is the joy of the Lord to do this. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Dear friends, you are God's beloved. Your chains are loosed. Your sight is restored. This is a year of the Lord's favor. Let your heart be bound up by this good news that your sins are forgiven. And today it is fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.